Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Back to Milwaukee, my mother is thrilled. Oh, you look so skinny! Feel like a teenager again. Do you mind staying here because the Christmas tree is being delivered? Ah! Patrick Ryan? When I saw him, I almost died. I'm sure it was just all in your head. No, literally, I fell down the stairs. You okay? Fine. Let's go. I think my mom just stays awake at night thinking of ways to publicly humiliate me. I think you look adorable. At Lifetime, Christmas love is for everyone. Outlast thank go. Mom, I don't need you meddling in my social life. Oh, hi, Patrick. Fate definitely crossed paths. Fate for Kate. I'll just lead you to voice too. Ben Lewis, Blake Lee, Ellen Wong. Chad Connell, and Fran Drescher. I don't have to ask Santa for anything this year. I already got it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast with me, Danny Pellegrino. And I'm Jenna Brister. How are you, Jenna? Oh, I'm fantastic. Tis the season. Yeah, everything's good. How are you? I'm so excited because we have a very special show. Not only are we going to be talking about this movie, The Christmas Setup, but we also have uh, Queen Icon legend Fran Drescher, who's going to be joining us after after our recap about the movie. Uh, so I hope everyone sticks around and listens to uh, my chat with Fran. I love Franny. Um, and I just, I love this yes. movie. Jenna, did you enjoy it? I did. I loved it so much. It was so sweet. I cried also at the end. It's really, it was really not only very wholesome, but visually really pretty. I love the whole train. Like, this is how you do a train movie opposite of Polar Express. You get an actual dusty train station, you know? Yeah, and they did this all during uh, quarantine this year. And I think the, or I I don't think, I know the leads are a couple in real life, like the two men. And so they hired them because they could do like the kissing and all of that. And I mean, we'll talk about so much of what I loved mm-hmm. about it, but I want to piggyback on what you said with, in terms of the decorations. I feel like Lifetime has really stepped it up and gotten in the Hallmark. You know, I always say Hallmark does the visual stuff better, and I feel like they have been really stepping it up Lifetime this year. I'm so impressed by them. I totally agree. Yeah, they like are finally throwing a lot of money towards that. You know, it's cool. And it's, I, I, I like the chemistry of the leads, like you're talking about with them being a real married couple, you know, it's kind of a side effect from COVID 
Because I think they did that with my homework movie that they shot last year also in COVID. And it's like, they should do that all the time. You know, you know, I was just seeing this article. Lifetime has another movie with this woman named Allie. She was like a Tony Award winner and she's uh, a disabled person who is in a wheelchair and she's got a new Hollywood holiday movie coming out. Maybe it's already out or it's coming up, but I was reading this article about it and she had to kiss her the lead actor through plexiglass and they were doing CGI to like remove the plexiglass. And so you can see the image. I think it was USA Today did an article about it, but you can like see the plexiglass and then I guess they have to CGI it out, but it looks so fucking bizarre. Um, But so I'm glad this movie had a married couple. Totally. And they were so cute. So cute. And we were texting in the middle of the movie because it was so... Mm -hmm good to see an LGBTQ movie, which I've been saying, everyone's so sick of me saying it, but uh, we had a gay couple at the heart of the story, the leads of it. It wasn't like Hallmark did a movie where they had a gay couple who were side characters. Hulu, of course, did mm-hmm. The Happiest Season, which we love. It was two lesbian characters. Uh, but Coming Out was mm-hmm. also very uh, a big part of the plot, and it was very refreshing to see this movie, Christmas Setup, where Coming Out had nothing to do with anything. It was like it, they were already gay. They were just falling in love. And it was just like any one of the other cheesy uh, Lifetime Christmas movies that we see, the leads just happen to be gay. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that was overwhelming to me. Like, truly, I can't even state how overwhelming that was. Oh, gosh, yeah. Just seeing it's like, this is just the norm. This is the normal. This is how it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's not this whole. Yeah, I I agreed. I remember I asked you about that, too. You know, like because that's such a trope. I mean, as someone, I'm, I'm not queer myself, but I, a, a lot of my queer friends have said the same thing too. It's like, it's nice just to see a normal Christmas movie where a couple is falling in love, like the will they, won't they. And it's so cute. Like it's cute. How they like, they're all like the great flirting and like he left his gloves at the house. Uh, you know, one yeah. of the guys, the lumberjack guy. Oh yeah. So, cause in the premise of it, um, they knew each other in high school. Right. 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 Like, one was like a class president and then the other one was like the lacrosse guy or something like that. The sporty one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I love like I, um, in lights up, they're in the kitchen and oh, Fran's there and she gets out right away that not only is the, um, brother a veteran, but that she's a widow. And like in one line, I was like, Oh, I'm strapped in for these tropes. Like, let's do this thing. Jenna, Jenna, also Fran, Fran's entrance was so amazing because she just said, like, hi, like she did. There's, it was like such a, a aggressive Fran when she entered frame. And I like, love that part of it. Also. I love that. She's like, so um, known for being Jewish. I mean, I, Fran, of course, mm-hmm. infamously, I, I, you know, I don't know how many people know this story, but when she sold the nanny to, um, I believe it was CVS, they wanted to make her character Italian. And she's like, no, the character's Jewish. It's like I, she was Jewish. You know, it was like, how could we make my character anything other than Jewish? And so now here she's in this Christmas movie (laughs) and she's doing so much press. (laughs) She's doing so much press for it too, with like a Santa hat. And I'm just like obsessed with it. I like love. And I mean, I worship the ground that woman walks on. I love her so much. Um, but yes. it's it reminds me. I think I was texting you. It reminds me of when Barbara Streisand or Adina Menzel when they like put out their Christmas albums, and it's like, yeah, okay, you know, mm-hmm. they're we're celebrating the commercialized commercialized version of Christmas. It's not the religious secular version of Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. No one's like 
the nativity has nothing to do with this. It's all about Santa's village. And yeah, I imagine? like that too. Could I, you imagine if it was just Fran, <laughs> Fran with like the nativity scene, like in the lights up, Fran's like putting together the nativity. <laughs> Singing, oh, come all ye faithful, you know. Oh, come she, Emmanuel or what's so that song? <laughs> oh, oh, come all, come all Emmanuel. Yeah. Mary, did oh, you know? Do you have a favorite um, Christmas him or Carol? Him, I think we talked about this, didn't we? I think, um, I yeah, I my favorite is I love last, I Christ- yeah. I think in terms of him, we didn't say him though. I do love. <laughs> we didn't okay. say <laughs> we didn't <laughs> say our favorite Christmas him. <laughs> Christmas hymns. My um, I, I really love O Come O Emmanuel, O Come O Come Emmanuel, and I also I think oh, I've also said yeah. this before. I love Mary. Did you know? Mary, did you know? Oh, <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Um, from another queen. <laughs> Dolly. Um, yeah, I think that, um, oh, what's that one? Oh, Holy Night. That's my favorite one. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday is sure, the sure. other. Um, but so I, I, I would love, though, if Fran was just putting together that nativity and singing one of these hymnals, these church hymnals. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But she was, so she was such a cute meddling mom in this though. Like it was, it reminded me so much of my mom, mom first of all, but also it was just, she, oh, yeah. uh, she, I don't know what I was expecting out of Fran. Like I wasn't sure if she was going to be the star of the show because Lifetime was, has been very aggressively pushing this as like the first LGBT rom-com. And so the cynical part of me was thinking, oh, they're going to have Fran come in and take over the whole plot. But instead, it really was the story of these two guys. And Fran just came in and was like amazing and wonderful and the perfect amount. And and I loved it. And also, by the way, mm-hmm. Fran is a great actress. Like there was that one scene when her son said he was going off to London to like he was taking the job in London. Mm-hmm. And Fran had me mm-hmm. in tears. Like she was crying as she was saying, like, I'm going to come visit next year. I mean, I was like a wreck, Jenna. Yeah, she was a perfect supportive mom. You're right. Like Hugo, that's the guy who was the main character. Also, I love the name Hugo, just as like this small town. I was like, yes. Um, yeah, she's so good. And I, it don't was you, adorable. Don't you love when they get these job offers like one day before Christmas? And it's like, well, by the way, as soon as Christmas is over, you're moving across uh, to another country. Yes, exactly. And his boss looked so much like Idris Elba. I kept oh, thinking I, I it was. Notice. I should have done. I should have done my research. I usually am on top of that. Maybe well, it wasn't. It's so um, funny you say that because when I was watching the Hallmark Channel last night, there was I was watching this one with Danica McKellar. I forget the name of it. She's the girl from Wonder Years. And there was this really hot yes, guy Winnie in Cooper. it. Winnie Cooper. And there was this hot guy in it who wasn't the lead, but he was like the co-lead or something. And I was literally trying to find out who this man was so I could go on Instagram and follow him. And he wasn't listed in any of the credits. And I felt like I was doing such extensive research. Like I was Russell Crowe on A Beautiful Mind, like on a chalkboard trying to figure out who is this man. <laughs> I was texting my friend who works at Hallmark Channel, Shawl. You know, she, she hosts the bubbly session. Yeah, I'm like, Shawl, please tell me who this is. And luckily she knew. His name was Dan and he was from that show Supernatural or something. But um, yeah, I was doing like heavy research for this other movie. Like- where is this guy? That's so weird that he's not listed in the credits. Yeah, I don't know but why they didn't have him. How these people? He wasn't, they didn't even have a Wikipedia page, and Hallmark didn't have him listed. And I need, if I see a Hallmark oh. hunk, I need to know where they're at and what their Insta handle is immediately. Uh, 
A hundred percent. Also, are you into conspiracy theories? Yes. <laughs> Regarding, okay, so it's written by this guy. Obviously, I was doing a, a deep Google. His name's Michael J. Murray. And there's nothing to be found about this guy online. He just, or maybe it's a she. But wait, cause wait, you you're talking about the writer of the Christmas setup, right? Yes. Okay. So his yeah. name is what? It's Michael J. Murray. And he's written a bunch of other Hallmark movies, but I can find nothing about him online. But I know that a lot of writers, if you're in the union, you can't write for these networks and you, they use aliases. And I'm like, who is the real person? Because oh there's God. nothing There's nothing about this guy online. So it's probably like, no Aaron, facts. It's no. probably like Aaron Sorkin, just moonlighting for this yes. Lifetime Christmas movie <laughs> with Fran Drescher. Like, that's what I could only assume. <laughs> Exactly. It's like one, one for me, one for them, you know? Um, but also speaking of hotties, the veteran brother comes oh back out of nowhere. When yeah, he walked on the screen, Jenna, I thought he was so hot. He was like so hot. And I love that he fell in love with the friend, like the best friend, but he really got my yes. juices flowing. If you know what I'm saying? Like when that man walked in the frame. Yes, I totally agree. And I liked, um, I really liked the girl. Ellen Wong is the actress as the best friend. She was so good. She was good. You know, you know I, I joke about it being written by Aaron Sorkin, but I truly feel like this was a good, well-written <laughs> one of these movies. And that was surprising yes. to me. And the heart of it really like snuck yeah. up. You know, of course, in the movie, we're introduced to this picture that the lead guy finds of like this old timey photo, which of course reminded me of Jogga Lake or, or Cedar point from back where I'm from, which is like an amusement park. Oh, you know, you could take those old timey photos. Um, oh, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Frontier <laughs> land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we are introduced to this photo and in the photo, it's like our lead Hugo sees like these two men in front of a train sort of grazing each other's hands. And, and he like puts it all together and he's like, Oh, they were gay. They loved each other. And then at the end, it was so beautiful that this like kind of arc of we're looking at the picture. These two men weren't able to hold hands or express their love. And now in real time, this gay couple is able to like kiss in front of the train and no one blinks an eye. That was like a beautiful overarching moment. Yeah. Yes. It was so, so cool. You know, it was fun because it added this level of mystery, which a lot of these movies don't usually have where it's like putting together clues and whatnot, but I do like that there was that, you know, forbidden railroad tycoon romance that they're uncovering. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm, I'm so down. Um, Did you ever play those? A lot of, uh, you ever play those railroad tycoon or roller coaster tycoon games? Yes, absolutely. Did you? What was that about? <laughs> yeah, what was that about? And I want to play again. Actually, now that I'm thinking of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I think it's like you just build big ferris wheels and you know roller coasters and stuff like that but i like the concept of a tycoon Uh, people don't call people tycoons anymore right you know i think um, i guess jeff bezos is a tycoon (laughs) you know i wasn't that yeah he is a tycoon really by definition and also in that reba mcintyre song fancy i feel like maybe she's oh oh i'm i was thinking she said the word tycoon but she actually says she married an aristocrat which is also another word that we don't use much, aristocrat. That's true. Yeah, or magnate or oil baron. <laughs> <laughs> oil baron. <laughs> I like this. Um, oh, yeah. So oh, I, also they reveal at minute 42 
that Fran Drescher is a librarian. I was like, that is the funniest thing that the woman with the most iconic voice works in a library. <laughs> like, I was, no, be quiet. Like I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's just like whispering. Yeah. Oh, I um, love her. I love her. Yeah. She's, and there were a lot of cute. Like I like the flirting too. That's something I loved about this movie and I kept wanting everyone to make out. I don't know if that's just a personal preference, but they did a really good job of like, are they going to kiss at all these different turns? Right. You know, I think when Fran sends the, one of the guys over to deliver the tree, the Christmas lot tycoon guy, um, he's like, Hey, nice tool belt. And then like, does he like brush his hair behind his ear? And I was like, Oh, he's like so soft core. There I were also it. a lot of like gay, um, gay like uh innuendos where he hugo was like hey get me your, i want your balls or something like that where they were talking about ornaments <laughs> it's like i was picking up on it and and even i think <laughs> what they captured really well is i think there was a moment where he was like uh, one of the guys was on a ladder and you the guy was like looking at like sort of where the shirt is coming up a little bit which is such a thing i you know like especially in those new moments of lust or love or whatever, where you're just like the littlest, tiniest bit of skin showing you're like, you know, obsessed with. And then that scene when they were on the roof and they got stuck, the ladder fell off the roof and they were stuck together on the roof. I thought that was like a really cute rom com thing. And Fran is like, oh, they'll be, mm-hmm. they'll be fine. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think, does she end up hooking up with the guy's dad? I don't you think know, that, I don't think I wanted I Oh no, that I, would be bad. Yeah, be I kind weird. I kind of wanted Fran to have more of a love interest. You know, like because mm-hmm. the whole movie we're talking about like the dad who left the wood woodworking tools or like Fran gives the son the woodworking tools, which was a sweet moment mm-hmm. too when she wrapped up the woodworking tools. Um mm-hmm. but I would have liked Fran to have more. But you know, that's what the sequel's for, for Franny to fall in love. Yes. Yeah. They set her up with someone, you know, they go on some sort of locomotive honeymoon and, and then meet a, a train conductor. She's, she's going to marry a tycoon then uh, in the next one. Do you think, yes, um, I support this. Do you, what do you think? Okay. So there was this idea introduced by the brother who came home. He starts dating mm-hmm. the young woman, uh, the friend and they talk about mm-hmm. long distance. And Hugo says to the brother, like, how can you guys date? It's going to be long distance. That's impossible. And so I just wonder where you stand in long distance love. Like, do you think it's doable? Have you done it? Give me your experience. I am terrible at it. I'm really bad. I would love for it to work. I've I've had a couple that were, you know, between California and New York, but I've never successfully pulled it off, to be honest. I How love the fantasy. Probably they last like four or five months. And then it was like, nope, this isn't going to happen. What about you? Have you ever done distance? I did, did distance once. Um, once like seriously, it was like Chicago to Philly, which isn't like super far, but I think we oh. it was like eight months or, or six to eight months or something. So it wasn't that long either. And it, it was when mm-hmm. I was newly out of the closet too. So I think that had a part of like why it dissolved, but um it is hard mm-hmm. to do. I think like we would sit on, I, I worked at an office. I was a temp working at an office and I would sit on Gmail or Gchat all day, like and talking to him. He worked in an office too. 
And neither one of us worked very well at those jobs, but we would talk all day because you couldn't, I felt like we were in constant communication, but then ultimately it's like, you can't see the person. And then you also, when you do finally see them, you almost, it's like you both explode with excitement figuratively and literally mm-hmm. because you haven't seen mm-hmm. them in so long. And then I also, I like yeah. sort of, I sort of had a little thing with, uh, but it it didn't go anywhere. It was like another kind of long distance thing that went nowhere uh, between California and Vegas. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun flight though. 45 minutes. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that I, I remember I had one that the guy moved to London like for grad school. And that was one that I think he cheated on me though. Um, but it, it totally fell apart. Yeah, because you're in a different Can I take your hand zone. off your thing? Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, okay, so I had one with uh, a guy who we were together in New York, and he secretly he proposed to me and then moved to London, and then everything blew up. Wait, did you say yes, left- and then he moved? Yeah, because he was going to come back. He was going to come back. But then, like, something about, I don't know. I feel like, oh, yeah, sorry. If you can't, and this is an unpopular opinion about distance relationships, but I feel like if you end up having to go to the hospital or something and they can't be there, I feel like that's, that would be really tragic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's tough. I think, but I don't know. I, I need the physical and like the, I don't being able to see someone if it's like a short term thing, or if you know, it's eventually going to end. Like, I, I think it's, if you someone's got a job they got to take for a year or something like that. That's a different story, mm-hmm. but especially to start a relationship mm-hmm. that's long distance. And now I feel like it's so easy to do that because of technology, like people date on apps and stuff. And so you meet someone that's mm-hmm. in town or whatever, and then they go back to wherever they live. And that's, I feel like that's setting yourself up for failure, but you know, if it works, it works, I guess. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. I try, oh, I guess she, I had a sort of distance one at the start of COVID and it's fun because you can, I mean, FaceTime also changes it. I know they've always had Skype and whatnot, but um, yeah, the idea of, I, I do like that they brought that up. There was like an interesting, you know, thing Yeah. where if he did move to London, because where, where were they? Oh, Milwaukee. That's where this takes place. Milwaukee. Yeah. I found that out right around when they brought up the librarian thing, <laughs> minute 42. <laughs> there was, I was like, oh, okay. that's where we are. Okay, great. So there was also this whole idea of like saving the building, which was like our, that was like the whole arc of this movie too. And, you know, that was, that was a fun, something that happens in all of these movies. I feel like, is that a mandate? You must've seen that as like a mandate. Like we need to save the town square or something. Yes, absolutely. Like there's always that old timey thing that, you know, is what were they going to turn it into? I'm blanking. I forget. I forget. Probably condos. I think that's what it was actually. Like, wait, some story, you know, <laughs> you know, I was actually wrapping gifts while I was watching this movie. And so there was a couple little details I might've missed because I was, um, I was struggling with my gift. Ra- I'm a terrible gift wrapper. I wanted to get a jump on it. I know it's early because I got a lot of my uh, Christmas shopping done and I hate gift wrapping. I, I despise it more than anything. Do you like gift wrapping? I love it. I love it <sighs> so much. Why? I enjoy it. I can, I think there's something um fun and methodical about it. And it's just so festive and cheery. But I always go overboard with all the ribbons. Mm. You know? I, I have, like the time where they... 
I had one year, like two years ago, where I was like, I'm going to do really, I, I was like really trying to do a Pinteresty Christmas. And I bought all the <laughs> ribbons and I bought the whole thing. And it was such a fucking hassle to wrap every gift <laughs> so perfectly. And now I despise it. And I actually got, Matt and I, my boyfriend got in an argument about it because, so I'm sending my nieces and nephews gifts from here. And I was wrapping, I was like, I'm going to wrap them and then mail them. And he's like, why are you wrapping them? Why don't you just have everything shipped there? And I was like, well, who's going to wrap it then to them? And he's like, just have your mom or someone do it. I was like, no one wants to wrap gifts that they don't even give people. Like that's not even their gifts to give anyone. Like no one wants to do that. And he's like, well, my, my mom's sending gifts for you to wrap to me. And I was like, excuse me, like, I'm not wrapping extra gifts. She is. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, what? That, yeah. That's funny. I had my sister wrap some for my nephews. I did the exact same thing. And I just, I had Amazon send them straight to her house. And I was like, do you mind? I know I should have, that's I so like, mean. For doing that, I it's know. like no one yes. wants. To, I, I, I hate <laughs> wrapping gifts. Like I'm not wrapping more people's gifts. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And then the problem I have with wrapping gifts is like I'm not good at it. I feel like I'm an artistic and creative person, but like I just struggle with gift wrap. Like they end up looking just really janky. And then I give them to someone, and people are like looking at it, like, "What the fuck did you just hand me? It looks like you know crazy." <laughs> And so it's like, why yeah. did I even bother them? Mm-hmm. I You're right. I, I mean, you could get those, um, well, they have like pre-made boxes. Those are kind of fun. Well, don't but you love in, I, mo- I, in movies when everyone always has those pre-made boxes and it's like the, whenever somebody's opening up a gift in like a movie, they always just take the top off. They never have to like rip it open. And I'm like, no one does that in real life. Ribbon or anything. Yeah. I remember once in high school, I volunteered to be a gift wrapper at Target. <laughs> so I, I did that for free, like yeah. a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jenna, I worked at Borders throughout the holiday season. And back oh, then, I don't, people might not remember what Borders is. It's like a bookstore like Barnes & Noble, but people were allowed to ask you to wrap their gifts. And I was a checkout counter clerk. And so people would ask me to wrap their gifts. And then they would be so disappointed when I would hand them their gifts because they would look like shit. <laughs> and so I would like, I literally right, like, they would unwrap the gifts as soon as they walked out of that borders. And I would disp- I would think like <laughs> yeah. somebody would ask me to wrap it and I'd be like, look, you're not going to get what you want. Like, even though yeah. I work here, like you're going to hate what you end up with. And borders had like a full table set up so you can, and then eventually, I think like the week before Christmas, the Girl Scouts or something would come in and do it. And I was like, I loved it when they came in. But before that, we always had to do it. And it was like, don't make me do this. Like, this is not what I'm good at. Yeah. Right now, even hearing you talk about that, that sounds like an insane thing that was a social norm. Because you're right. They're like, oh, do you want this gift wrapped? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Go for it. But it's like, no, no one should have to do that for free. And then give a tip or something like no one would ever tip. It's like, I know it's not like a valet service, but I still think that you should give a tip. If somebody's doing a service that is not uh, something that is normal for the job. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Absolutely. I did love, I did love that holiday job though. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh no. I was going to ask what you thought about the, um, 
burlesque holiday karaoke scene. That oh, was really fun. Loved it. Loved it. I love that there was yeah. drag queens in this movie and I love that uh, it yeah. was just a beautiful, a beautiful thing. You know, I would have liked them to be better at singing, but um, you know, small <laughs> no. complaint. Because I, I was really actually, when they were at that scene, I was thinking this is a perfect moment for like a an over-the-top musical number. And, you know, sometimes in these movies, like I think of yeah. First Wives Club, of course, or or some of these movies that have a random musical sequence or Stepmom has like mm-hmm. that random musical sequence in the middle. And I think you can get away with a lot of, uh, of fun and fantasy in any kind of movie by just putting a musical sequence and not even really fully explaining it, just sort of like going there. And I, I thought they could have done that there where they just, it was a choreographed, a big musical number, but instead they, they had a little music and stuff, but I, I felt like it could have been an over the top, wonderful thing. Yeah, totally. That's such a fun trope of holiday movies, you know, but I don't, I think, um, I couldn't figure out what the guy, Oh, so we started that app called Cassandra. Right. That and was full, so you were having gifts. I was drinking. And so I don't, I was like refilling my wine downstairs and was like kind of missed a few things. Um, Cause there was one moment when they were in the old timey train station, they broke into that man's office and um, they were like about to kiss. And then his app calls him. I was like, what is this cock block app you invented, sir? And the app you was know? also just the name of the app, it was like, that's a frustrating name. Like I don't, especially in a movie like this, I just wish they would have called the app something that's not a name because I felt like it just got confusing. If you, if you miss like one moment, you're like, what the fuck, who's the fuck's Cassandra? You know, like, yeah, it sounds like a period tracker. Like if someone's like, do you have the Cassandra (laughs) app? I'd be like, yes, I track my period on my app. You know, it's like, are there apps for (laughs) tracking that? Yes, there's so what? many, and they're they're. I, I had to delete them though because they're really annoying. Why they're do like, you hey, need them? wow. Well, I don't understand. How guess, do these work? Oh, I guess okay. So you enter in when <laughs> the listeners are like, yes, we have these. Um, when you like start your period every month, and then it kind of keeps track. Um, and it'll sometimes send you messages. Like I wish they said stuff like pick up ice cream or don't you want garlic knots? Cause I always do. <laughs> um, you sound like, like a Kathy, a- you sound like a Kathy comic. Like that should be like a modern day <laughs> Kathy, you know, Kathy who's like, ack, ack. like yeah. you, there should just be an app that's called Kathy that tracks your period. And then it tells you like, pick up <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it would be called Cassandra or Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I actually had probably the, best boyfriend I ever had the one the recent one that was really long he had an alert in his phone every month that would just say ice cream and he would oh, get me ice cream that's it's not the nicest thing I was like yeah. dude yeah it's like yeah. nice to do stuff like that for any significant other but yeah. um yeah I don't know what it does it does I mean maybe someone who watched it and weren't distracted like we were we'll remember what Cassandra the app even is I have no idea well Jenna by the way I just want to say that it's really funny I mean uh, sometimes people say to me in DMs or comments or reviews, they say, Danny and Jenna don't even talk about the movies. They're just, they're recapping. <laughs> <laughs> and it always makes me laugh because we really don't a lot of the time. Like, this, actually, for this episode, we're really diving in more than normal. You know, sometimes we don't even watch the movie. <laughs> That's so funny. And obviously, period trackers and not discussing the LGBTQ movie. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, wait, I think there was something else I wanted to, I made some notes. Oh yeah, the family game night. That was oh, that a really was sweet cute. scene too. That was cute. Between the leads. Jenna, there yeah. was a lot of really sweet do... scenes, like legitimately, I had tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I like that. Do you guys do family game night? Not really. I mean, we've tried. There was one fun game. I remember one holiday season where you're supposed to like wind it up and then it throws a pie in your face. Like you, it's like just like a whipped cream pie. (laughs) You see, it's called like pie in the face or something. You know, it's not a very clever name, (laughs) but um, yeah, it's like a toy. And then my nieces and nephews like thought it was the funniest fucking thing ever because you just, there's like a hand and you're supposed to put like ready, (laughs) ready whip or cool whip in the hand and then you put your head in this thing and you wind it up like a wind up toy and you never know like when the, the yeah you never know when the hand is going to come to your face so it's like you're not allowed to flinch and you roll a dice or a die that says how many times you have to turn the nas or whatever you call that and you would just take the, it was like a uh, Russian roulette, really. I mean, it's teaching kids Russian roulette. I mean, that's what it is. Cause you're just waiting. Does the thing pie going to go in my face or not? Yeah. That's hilarious. I've never heard of this. It's really fun. Wow. It's fun. And the kids, really if you have funny. kids in the family, like they will think it's just the funniest thing ever. You know, kids are really simple and I kind of think we get away from this mm-hmm. as adults, but kids love like a pie in the face or a fart joke. It's so easy really with kids. Mm-hmm. You fart like my yeah, niece, niece and sharing. nephew. If you make a fart sound in front of them, if you're just like, they literally will laugh for five minutes straight. <laughs> it's it. It's so uh, easy. Yeah. Oh, a simpler anyway, what time. were we talking about? What's this movie like- we're talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, I also liked um, Fran's Kitchen was really beautiful. That was like some Nancy Myers real holiday stuff. But I also love that she has this enormous uh, chalkboard outlining her month plans. And she has no children who live at home and a dead husband. I'm like, what? And her calendar was full. Right. I guess she has library stuff. She has library you know? stuff. She has to save the town building. And um, yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. that chalkboard was pretty unhinged and I did love every second of it. You know, overall, I think this movie was one of the best of this. You know, there's different yeah. levels to these holiday movies, right? Like, so The Happiest Season, that was like a little mm-hmm. bit higher brow, bigger budget, a studio picture. Mm-hmm. And then under that, you have these lifetime Hallmark movies. And to me, this was one of the best lifetime hallmark movies i've seen in some time so i totally agree yeah and it had and they ended up inheriting or saving a train station which i love that there's really nothing that would clue us in that they know how to operate a train station (laughs) like i would not know the first thing like you pull this lever do you i don't know honk a horn or something but i wonder wonder i totally agree i had I wonder how jealous Tom Hanks uh, was about this movie because, you know, it blew his Polar Express right out of the water. And they didn't even have to have Thank Tom you. Hanks dressed as a hobo. Mm-hmm. At all. They had, like, <laughs> oh, there was that scene where, like, they had these, the three train conductors were sitting out, like, at the very end. You know, all the kids had written their uh, letters to Santa, right, their wish list. And then they go out and the guy's just kind of like waving way less creepy than Tom Hanks who remember he was like, I think you need to get on the train and like lean into his face. Like a, you know, you know, Jenna, I was, I was surprised. We got some backlash from our polar express takedown. (laughs) You know, I really did. I I noticed by, I'd say about 80% 
of people sided with us, but there was a large community of people who felt that we were way too hard on the Polar Express. And I'm not sure if they're watching the same Polar Express we watched or didn't watch. (laughs) I'm not sure. Exactly. That's so, I mean, anytime you don't, if you have haters, it's a sign you're doing something right, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> don't problem. hate, motivate. No, don't don't hate, motivate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jenna, I want to wrap this up. Do you have any other thoughts on Christmas setup? I, I agree. I think it's one of the, the top tier new movies. I think it's fabulous. Fran is great. I want to see more Fran in life. Oh, I always want movies. more Fran. Always want more yeah. Fran. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Please stay tuned for my chat with Fran Drescher, of course, a queen, an icon, and a legend. And uh, we got her on the line for a, a few minutes. So um, please enjoy. If you want to watch this interview, I'll post it on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. And Jenna, I want to encourage everyone. We also have some cute holiday merch that we did for my for Everything Iconic, my other show. Um, you can get all that stuff at everythingiconic.store. We have these cute ornaments and we have uh, wine glasses that say, have a very merry iconic Christmas that are super cute and these t-shirts and they're so all cute. super limited and they're going quickly. So if you want that, go to everythingiconic.store. You can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. And I'm at Jenna.Brister. And thank you so much for listening, you guys, and all your comments. They're really funny. We love you guys. (laughs) We love you guys. And find us on uh, together on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. And please enjoy this chat with uh, the one and only Fran Drush. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, Fran. I'm great. How are you? I'm good, too. I... I just um, was running a little behind because we were having some technical problems and I realized I haven't eaten all day. So I'm having a little yogurt. Oh my God, please, please enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy the yogurt. Uh, how are you doing today? Should I, should I ask you or do you want me to give you a minute? You know, I'm from Queens. It's all good. We eat, we, we talk with our mouthful. <laughs> I'm Italian. We do the same thing. <laughs> it's going great. I feel so happy to be a part of this movie that's distinguished by the fact that it's 
Lifetime's first LBG. Fran, I got to say, I got to see uh, the movie. And as a gay man, I just loved it so much. I was crying multiple times. I was crying. And it meant so much to me that not only was it two gay lead characters, but also that... uh, being gay wasn't necessarily essential to the plot. It was just, it was almost an afterthought, which I mean that in the best of ways. It was Absolutely. That's what was so great about it. You know, it normalizes having a gay son as if I had a son with brown eyes. It's a non-issue. I want him to be happy. I want my straight son from the military to be happy. Where we, uh, you know, share unconditional love for each other. That's it. Now let's get on with the story. Uh, it was beautiful. Uh, was there ever any backlash or, or um, notes from the network about kind of handling any of that stuff? Nope. They were really very easygoing, very trusting. Um, they let us make some changes even, um, add some more comedy. You know, it wasn't as generic as some of these holiday films sometimes are. Mm-hmm. And I love that it pushes the needle forward. I'm done already with the, you know, with the person that's struggling to come out and the disapproving parents. It's like, you know what? Let's start showing families that are accepting. And this is part of the beautiful diversity of the human experience. Right. And I think it's it's also presenting this kind of storyline to an audience that can really use it. My mom, she lives in Ohio and I'm in Los Angeles and uh, she hasn't gotten a chance to see it yet, but she told me she set her DVR because she loves you, of course, as we all do. Um, but she's going to see it. And I, I'm so excited for her to see it because I saw it and I, I just, it's a such a beautiful thing. I can't possibly thank you enough for bringing this to screen because- I love it. And I love these Christmas movies in general. Yes. I mean, look, who doesn't need a feel-good movie now more than ever, which was part of my incentive for doing it. I mean, you know, I I didn't take the part because I thought, oh, I'm going to win, you know, an Emmy for this. No, it's that it's important to, A, expose the viewers to what a normal... Uh, American family really looks like. Yeah, yeah. And not that fake version. It's important that people, everybody see that, you know, uh, my character, the parent, understands that everyone has a right to live an authentic life. Mm -hmm. I would never want my kid to be in the closet. What a horrible way to live. And we're so lucky that the two young guys who play the romantic leads are really married in real life. I mean, what a beautiful time we're living in now. And, and it's such good chemistry. Between, such good chemistry between the two of them, too. Which and I'm they were worried about that. But no, they're great. so utterly charming and so winning and so adoring. And, and Fran, I love them. They're a great couple. Like, I want to be friends with them. You mentioned you might not win an Emmy, but I swear I'm not even just saying this because, you know, I'm kissing your ass or because I love you so much. But you were phenomenal. And at that scene where you were, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but your son was saying he's moving. And oh. it was so moving. And it, it reminded me of just how great of an actress you are. And I think people maybe sometimes forget because we know you from sitcoms, which is you're brilliant. In, but 
Uh, you were so good. You were oh, so good. Thank you. Thank you. That's so nice. I really appreciate that. Do you have a favorite acting role that you've done? Is there something that you look back on and that you're, that you're really proud of in terms of acting? Well, I mean, definitely uh, the nanny, but if you mean things that kind of stretch me a little more, uh, you know, I was in Ragtime and I, that was a very, it was small, but it was a very dramatic role. Yeah. And I was happy with that. I did a Neil LeBute play in New York off Broadway uh, called Some Girls with a wonderful cast. And that character was a little more of a stretch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I have had my opportunities to uh, drama, I wouldn't want to do it all the time or as a series regular, always be, a lot. you know, uh, in that level of angst. Yeah. But I do like dappling in it from time to time. And uh, I did um, another off-Broadway uh, play called Exonerated, where I play a woman on death row. And that was very serious drama too. So it's you know, nice to see I, that I've, side. Done, I've done several of them over the course of my career, and it's always an interesting opportunity for me. Yeah. You know, I was reading in Parade magazine. You said you're interested in directing a feature, and I wondered if you had any um, idea of what you would like that to be. I would love to see it. <laughs> uh, you know, I I. I'm reading scripts. I'm always reading scripts and reading books to see. Uh, Actually, um, I was writing Happily Divorced with Peter when I was asked to pitch ideas for a new television series. And I pitched Happily Divorced as a series and I sold it. So that kind of transitioned out of uh, the big screen into the small box. And... um, I'm I'm hoping that maybe now that I've done this movie for a lifetime, I can put feelers out to see if they would be open to having me direct one of their holiday films oh, for next year. I would love that. I would love that. Now, I love directing and I've done it several times and actors always like working with me because I'm an actor yeah. and I yeah. know how to speak their language. You know, early in the pandemic, I'm not sure if you remember this, but we we talked and I had been dealing with some health issues. We we had done a phone interview and and you were giving me a lot of great advice and and one of the things you encouraged me to do was to see a specialist for a, a gut specialist and I had no idea at the time I had been having some very serious gut issues. Um and it was a godsend that I ended up talking to you that day and I don't know. It made me kind of think everything sort of happens the way it's supposed to. Or, um, But I, I just want to thank you that I'm on the other side of all that now. But it was like six months oh, of... wonderful. Yeah. And and I know you're doing an e, uh, EDU series for Cancer Schmancer. Yes. The EDU series is uh, starting on the same day as the Lifetime movie, 12-12. So it's all friend all day. And that will be up live streaming on cancerschmancer.org for a few weeks. And then if you love it, and I think most people will get a lot out of it, a lot of benefit, 
uh, you can download it for a small donation that's tax deductible to Cancer Schmansa. And I curate the most interesting outside of the box thinking doctors. We have some celebrity testimonials sharing their story, their personal journey with health, and also some wonderful authors. And it's just a very mind-blowing experience. Everybody that sees it says it's, it's changed their life. It's pivoted the way they look at their health, the way they look at how they live. And so there's really no downside now more than ever. Fran, you're doing, you do so much great work and whether it be health in that way, but also I think you lift everyone's spirits so much and you're such a bright light. And, and I want, is that a pressure? Do you ever feel pressured because you, people look to you for so much happiness and goodness. Does that make any sense? Like, does it feel? Yeah. Well, um, I, um, You know, I feel like I am here for a reason, and I feel like I got famous for a reason, and I got cancer for a reason, and it's to help people and to to teach them things that I learned the hard way. I also tend to always try and reinvent the wheel, come up with a better system, and so I'm challenging our current health care and our current lifestyle. And I feel very proud that I've turned my lemons into lemonade and my pain into purpose. Uh, I I know I don't have much more time with you, but I just want to ask about the nanny reboot, which we all are are dying for. What can you tell us? Well, the next project is the nanny musical for Broadway. And that's going to be spectacular. And we're all working on it right now. So the fact that Broadway is shut down right now just gives us more time to refine it. Are you looking back at the series as you're working on the book? Like, are you watching scenes or, or how are you kind of going about writing the book? Peter and I, we, we know the whole series. It's all up here. So yes. And sometimes, you know, we'll remember things and decide, uh, you know, let's put that in. Uh, But for the most part, we are, busting open the series in a way that we were unable to do on the small box. And in theater, you know, you can break some rules. And uh, I think the audience is going to just eat it up with a spoon. And if you've never seen The Nanny, I think you're going to love it. Well, you need to watch it if you've never seen it. And we're going to get the theme song in the Broadway production, right? Because that's the most iconic theme song ever. We will, even if it's only at the curtain call we're gonna put it in we We have have to to. have it yeah you have to it's one of the greatest theme songs of all time yeah thank Uh, you that's Anne Calloway yeah she's brilliant she's brilliant and um I gotta uh quickly uh the Rosie O'Donnell show I believe it was it was the opening was using the animation that you guys used in the nanny is that correct or am I making that up remember her talk Uh, show no she did ask us uh who we used and she liked that, and she did it too, yeah. And she appeared on The Nanny a right. few times. Right. And I remember your parents used to appear on the talk show, which was so fun. My parents, yeah, were the early bird special food critics, restaurant critics. And they also appeared on The Nanny many times. I love that. And, and when it comes to the stage show, I am also very excited, selfishly, to see the costumes. I know the costumes are going to be incredible because your costuming in that was incredible. Did you have a favorite look from that show? The classic 
was uh, like for me, uh, the black uh, hot pants and, you know, white blouse and then a vest was pretty classic. But I think over the six years, everything I wore uh, was very thoughtful and uh, supportive of the character, Um, not ever being trashy, uh, being sexy, but in a sweet way because she did was a nanny. And, uh, you know, we, and Brenda Cooper was the designer on the show and she set that look and she is brilliant and she's still brilliant. And we would want to bring her into the musical as well. But we're not at that point yet. Yeah. Well, Fran, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I can't wait for everyone to see the Christmas setup, which premieres on Lifetime. One of, I watch tons of these holiday movies that are on TV on Hallmark Channel, Lifetime, Netflix, all of the channels. And this one, I feel like is so extra special and it's going to bring a lot of joy to people. I'm delighted to hear that. That's 8 o'clock and 7 Central and 1212. And don't forget to go to org too and sign up for our free Edu series. It could change your life. Yeah. And Fran, thank you for being such a wonderful LGBTQ ally. Um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. And it's happy holidays. Duty and pleasure. Thank you, Fran. Yeah. Be Bye-bye. well, my darling. You and too. say hi to your mama. I will. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.